um, previously on a different podcast, like in the horror month, you had mentioned um, It Comes at Night. Oh, yeah. And Brandy and I watched that oh, okay. uh, last night, and uh, I hadn't seen any trailers for uh-huh. it or anything. I was really just going off of what you had said, uh-huh. which wasn't a whole lot, because yeah. you weren't trying to spoil it, but um, I liked it for the most part. Yeah. Uh, but the ending, I'm still kind of scratching my head a little bit as yeah. to what, what exactly happened. I actually saw some something the other day, like on Twitter or whatever, I think it might have been Kent Blue, one of that group was, was like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to put this movie on, and someone else was like, oh... I really want to know what you think about it. And they were like, oh, I've already seen it. I love it a lot. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, cool. This is interesting. Because if right. I hadn't seen the trailers, it like it's like the marketing was all wrong for it. So that's really what swayed me. Otherwise, I'm not sure how I would feel about it. But because I went into it with an expectation and it wasn't that way, mm-hmm. I was like, it really kind of left a, a sour note in my mouth. So I, I'm curious to, like, did you know anything about it at all? No, I knew there was a dog in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Yeah. It's pretty dark. Uh, and it's yeah. it's like a slow burn movie, you know, where it's mm-hmm. like really like tension heavy, but not a lot really happens. And yeah. I kind of like that, but it's not really what I was sold. And so, yeah, really, and that really threw me off. I, I know that. I meant to go back and rewatch some of the trailers or oh, watch yeah. some of the trailers, but I, I didn't. So uh, they, maybe I'll do that after the podcast. Yeah, I'd be but. curious to see. Um, they They portray it more as like, there's definitely something out there in the night. Like that. Oh, really? <laughs> there's, like there's definitely a monster something, or something? Yeah, like right oh, outside okay. the house. Yeah. And, uh, and so, yeah, that kind of confused me. It actually reminded me more of what I think that, uh, and now I can think about that quiet movie with John Krasinski uh, will be. The Quiet Place? The Quiet Place, yeah. Like that, like yeah. where it's like, actu- it looks like actual monsters are coming after them. I think that's mm-hmm. what it'll be. But this one's not really that way. And it's, it's just different, but it's cool. Um, I just don't know what I think about it because it was different than I expected. So, yeah. <laughs> what if the, the Quiet Place trailer is like a Marvel trailer where, like, none of the, like, monster stuff yeah. is in there? <laughs> it's just them walking on, on sand? The whole movie? You never get, like, any yep. answers? <laughs> yeah. That'd be fantastic. But there's a credit scene, obviously. <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> well, I watched uh, Rogue One yesterday, uh, a Star Wars story. Oh, we watched it. Okay. Uh, yeah, and it's I hadn't seen it since I first saw it. I think, and uh, after you know watching all of the recent Star Wars movies, I was really curious mm-hmm. to kind of go back and watch that one. And uh, my I don't know this is still my final um, view of the movie, but I still basically feel the same way. Where it's an unnecessary movie uh, that was the crawl to the first movie, and so there's <laughs> it's like we already got that, we already read it. And so I'm not yeah. sure that I need it. Kind of like, uh, I think I've attributed that to like Wolverine Origins, where I'm like, I don't, yeah. I don't need to know that, though. Right. Uh, I was yeah. good. Um, but it, it shows, have you actually seen Rogue One? We'll start there. Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It, it has like a lot of really cool moments for a Star Wars movie. Like, um, I won't ruin them, but just like space battles and things in general. Like, there's just some really cool shots, some good planets. Like, just uh, visually, it's pretty intriguing. But um, the story, I feel, is really convoluted and jumps to too many places with too many people with too many coincidences and everybody knows each other yeah. that it feels a little contrived and then um it's it almost became such a big movie that it kind of eclipses the original star wars movie to me like it has more it has better battles than the original star wars when the <laughs> you know like that should have been like a huge thing and like i don't yeah. know so it kind of like takes away a little bit of the punch of that to me and uh, but overall, it's the the main girl. I can't remember her name right now. The main woman. Um, she. Uh, I just. I, Felicity Jones. Yeah. I. I, yeah. I cannot get into her. Like uh, that sounds dirty. Damn. Uh, 
her like almost like the way her voice is like there's just something about her personally i just don't really like and i just don't yeah. think she's a great actress and so that threw me off really like through the whole movie because she's like the linchpin of everything and mm-hmm. so uh it's just like i can't get past it i'm just like i don't really care for for her that much so that's that's my main thing but yeah i i completely understand because when i watched the movie as not somebody who's super into star wars mm-hmm. but liking uh, the force awakens i was i had pretty high expectations of this yeah. going in but then I was like, oh, I don't, I'm not, I'm not into this. Yeah. <laughs> and I, it was probably for the si- similar reasons. I didn't think she was uh, that, that compelling yes. on screen. Yeah. Um, but I know a lot of people had, had talked her up, like leading up to the movie. I, I didn't, I yes. don't know I where know, I yeah. would have seen her from before. Yeah. Um, I don't watch Downton Abbey. So <laughs> <laughs> you said that with such disdain. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, I don't recall seeing her as an actress before. So um, I didn't really know what to expect. Um, and really the only part of the movie I liked was, uh, K2SO. Oh, he was um, great. Yeah. And, yeah. And, Cause you uh, love Tudyk, right? I do. Yeah. I love, I love Tudyk. Give me all the Tudyk. <laughs> <laughs> Crawl up inside some Tudyk. Yeah. He's really funny in that movie. I like, I like the mm-hmm. idea that he is a, he's like an Imperial droid that was taken and then rebooted like wiped and everything mm-hmm. and so they were like yeah he has a few like wires loose because of that process and so he like just says whatever he wants all the time and it's different than we've really come to see like that incarnation of a droid in star wars so that was really fun and, yeah. and he does a great job of like making it comedic but like it's really like deadpan um they're the jokes <laughs> yeah, are like really like they're really dry and they're really funny yeah i was hoping that it, well i don't want to spoil anything but uh um there's a uh some some characters perhaps in this that don't make it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and I, I would had hoped that uh, you know maybe later down the road we could see K two S O or yeah. something like that. But I don't know that that's the case. I know. Yeah. Again, I think that's no spoilers. Gonna be, that's the only thing, by the way, about Star Wars in general is that uh, they do these movies and they jump in time and they go throughout. But like you never really see the droids like or ships and stuff like that. Besides like the X wings and like there's like all the Naboo stuff from the original like the prequels. Like, it's like, where'd all that stuff go? That was like 30 years. Where'd all those cool yeah. ships go? They're just not around anymore. I don't understand. Right. And uh, I try to equate it to, like, he was trying to make, like, he made American Graffiti, Lucas did, and he wanted to make Star Wars, like, have aspects of, like, uh, drag racing and stuff like that and kind of, like, I don't know, old school stuff. And so it's like, if I if I attribute that to, like, cars, sometimes that works, that I'm, like, a 30-year-old car, I would be like, I don't, why would I want to see that around anymore? They've but, aged out. Yeah, yeah, they've aged out. But in the Star Wars universe, they're so cool. And so it's like, oh, I just want to keep seeing them, though. But, uh but it's kind of weird how, like, that, like, why have we never seen that? Like, that movie takes place literally right before A New Hope does. And we've never seen that kind of droid again. Like, it doesn't make any sense. So I feel like that's part of a Rogue One's thing, too, is, like, the new ones make sense because it's, like, you can do whatever with the sequel. The prequels yeah. were also hard. Uh, and this one being a prequel was really hard because it's so close to it that it's, like, well, you can't really introduce a whole lot of new stuff because why wouldn't we have seen it afterwards? And they still right. do it, though, and that kind of throws me off, but... But yeah, it does have some cool stuff. Uh, I liked it probably more. I'd probably give it like at a 6 out of 10. I might have before given it a 5 out of 10. My opinion mm-hmm. didn't change that much. It's just that I'd forgotten about how many cool things it showed. And I was like, all right. If you just actually like made this like a 20-minute short movie of all the action, I'd be cool with that. Right. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Especially the uh, the one action scene towards the end. Exactly, Again, no yeah. spoilers, yeah. but... Uh, There's some yeah, good that, stuff towards the end. badass. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> all right, man. Well, uh, uh, I think we're doing it. We are doing it. Cool. Well, I'm Steven. I'm Brent. And welcome to Let's Talk About Stuff. Uh, today we are going to talk about The Letdowns, which uh, I think is a cool name for a band, by the way. <laughs> when I wrote that I down. I agree. 
I thought that was I totally awesome. agree. So it's uh, any any pop culture thing that has let us down, anything we were looking forward to and uh, didn't deliver the hype. Actually, kind of Rogue One to me was was kind of that way. I just I actually wasn't that excited about it, but uh, that kind of yeah. fits in there for for me. But uh, yeah, I'm, it does. Yeah. I'm excited well, about we this. didn't even plan that. I know, I know. I actually just that happened to watch it. just happened. <laughs> Fuck it. We'll do it live. <laughs> Steven, I don't want to um, alarm you, but we do have our first sponsor for the podcast. What? Yes. I'm and very I've got excited. Some, I've, I've got some, uh, some information to impart on you and our listeners. Okay. Um, our first sponsor is actually Carl Orson's Discount Kangaroos. <laughs> Oh man, we so, landed that that account. <laughs> we landed it. <laughs> Damn yeah. it! All the way from Australia. <laughs> <laughs> and I know, I know, a lot of other podcasts are using using uh, him as a sponsor. Yeah. But trust me, you want to you want to go with with us. Yeah, absolutely. So if you go to his website, which is Rue for You, which is Rue the number four U dot co dot au dot oh god, and use the coupon code <laughs> Black Market. <laughs> Coupon code Black Market, you'll get two percent off your order. Oh wow! Yeah, so I mean, there are a lot of uh, kangaroos out there that aren't aren't what you would call uh, gently used. Uh, <laughs> these are these are these are really dollar bin kangaroos. Yeah, uh, they they got some issues. You know, That's they're okay. they're older. They've got hip dysplasia. Yeah, they're they're they've got some. But problems. But they like to but, cuddle and and fight. Correct. So it's kind of like uh, that's a good thing. I guess. Yeah, they get that <laughs> that kangaroo blood rage going in them. <laughs> they will defend your property. Okay, no yeah, problem. there you go. So uh, be sure to uh, check out Carl Orson's Discount Kangaroo, <laughs> where their slogan is "We've got the right, <laughs> we've got the right roo for you." Wow, thank you, Carl. I didn't even know we had any <laughs> listeners in Australia, but apparently we're pretty big down there. If he's gonna, we're, we're pretty big in yeah. Australia. Yeah, man, and that's a T-shirt that, right there too. <laughs> with, with his They've, his logo on the back, <laughs> we've uh, we've got a, a huge following in Australia. Uh, they have to listen to the podcast upside down, but oh, I mean it, it still it still translates yeah. over there. So, well, that's really cool. So, I'm I'm really proud of us for uh, for making it that to that milestone. You know, and, go get yourself a, a broken roux. <laughs> <laughs> so, but first, before we jump into uh, anything. Other or anything else that you might want to listen to, certainly not this. Um, be be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at LTAS Pod. And if you want to email us your questions, show topic ideas, or what was the the bonus thing that they can send uh, us? Puppy pictures. Hell yeah! Where can they send that, Stephen? They can send it to Let's Talk About Stuff Podcast at Gmail Awesome, awesome. Uh, what are you drinking today? Uh, okay, so. <laughs> Whenever I went and got a pick six recently, uh, I found one that I, I won't re- reveal today that I'm very excited about. And then I found this other okay. one that just s- sounded so weird that I was like, cool, I'm going to get that. That'll be a funny joke. But I have a feeling it's not going to be good. So I thought it'd be good to have it on this episode because it would be a letdown. So okay. we'll see. Okay, great. <laughs> we'll see yeah. how it goes. So this is called a, a kilt lifter. Oh, uh, okay. And uh, it's got a kilt on it. It's called a, it's a Scottish style ale. Uh, from Four Peaks Brewing in Tempe, Arizona. So it might be delicious, but uh, it is. It is. Good job. Oh, is it? Good wow. job, Four Peaks. No, it's actually really good. I don't. I feel like uh, we we keep trying to get random stuff. I don't know if we've done Scottish style ale before. I feel like maybe you had one of those, but I don't remember what it was. 
Uh, I think so. I, I had a Scotch style yeah. uh, beer that one time we recorded it. Yeah, okay. when you were here. Wow. And uh, it was just a uh, a boiled egg inside <laughs> of the right. beer. Yeah, so. covered in sausage, deep fried. Co- yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, this is actually pretty good. Uh, Kilt lifter. There you go. Awesome. I like that the the picture on the front is just two. Uh, Caucasian balls. I know that's the thing. You'd think it would it would show more than that, but they were just like, yep. let's go right to the the prize, right, <laughs> <laughs> right in your face. <laughs> so, what are you drinking today, Brent? Well, today, um, speaking of letdowns, um, <clears throat> you, you've been talking about IPAs, uh, maybe on the last episode or uh-huh. maybe the episode before. So that's what I've got today. There you uh, go. As mentioned before, I'm not a fan of IPAs. Yeah. <laughs> they just taste like like they haven't made beer yet to me. <laughs> That's such a good way to describe that. They're on their so, way. They're, they're in the process of it, right? Give them time. They're not Give refined. Right. Yeah. So uh, I've got a an F5 IPA when wow. uh, our friends Mark and Alyssa came into town. Again, uh, yeah. before Thanksgiving, um, he he bought this and he just left it here. So I had uh, essentially five beers left over from this, the six-pack that I've been going through. This is my last one. So I've kind of been drinking them throughout the, the past few yeah. weeks. So... I do know what this tastes like, but I, I keep going back to IPAs because I feel like maybe I'm missing something because I know they're, they're, they're super popular. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things that I don't understand why it's so popular, oh, yeah. you know, like country music, but, uh, <laughs> but it is. So here we go. Let's see if, uh, if my tastes have changed since uh, last week. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Again, it was one of those times I wish people could see your face because that was instant regret. <laughs> and it's still it's still in there. It still just crawls on the back of yeah, your tongue. Coats and, your teeth. Uh, it, just, it does. <laughs> oh, my God. I need to get some dentures, I guess. But uh, we're, we're going to put the pictures of our beers on Twitter and Instagram. So if you want to check these out, uh, go there and... Uh, and make yourself miserable, I guess. Listen, it's not it's not uh, the beer. Pro- potentially, it's you. You know, that didn't like it, and that's fine. Uh, <laughs> that could be. <laughs> it's because uh, a lot of people do like IPAs. I I honestly only drink them uh, for the kick because they have like a they have like a bite, and they also have like more alcohol usually, and that's pretty much the only thing I would I would go for them for. But uh, I like a much mm-hmm. smoother beer than those. Those are those are definitely like a, the heavy hitter of beers. These IPAs to me are definitely a beer you would want to butt chug because it, <laughs> it tastes bad. It tastes bad than or it tastes worse than normal beer, uh-huh. but it's, it's like so hoppy. Yeah. And then you're right; it does have a, a higher uh, alcohol alcohol uh, content. Yeah. So just pour it right in your butt, bypass the liver. Do you and enjoy yourself? I, I'm concerned that you go to this as an option a lot. I don't feel it's safe, uh, or that brandy. That's how I like to. That's how I like to drink most of my stuff. All right, I, listen, I didn't realize. I didn't realize. Coca-Cola, Seven <laughs> Up. I just like the fizziness. Tap water. <laughs> your doctor's like, you You have to stop drinking tap water through your butt. <laughs> but I won't your do it. Your coworkers are complaining. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, so on this episode, uh, like uh, Stephen mentioned at the top of the show, we're going to talk about the... Uh, the letdowns, but before we do that, we're going to talk <laughs> or uh, introduce a new game yes. that we've been excited about for probably a month and change, um, and it's a, a new segment we like to call "Let's Bitch About Stuff." Yes. So <laughs> there are things in not just pop culture, but in life in general that irk us. Yep. Uh, and uh, we thought this would be a good, fun platform for us to uh, to delve into those topics. Yeah. So we've got a a a wheel of suggestions here uh-huh. that we've we've added to 
and uh, we're going to uh, spin that and uh, and uh, kind of roll from there. But do you want to go over the, the different topics yeah. that we've got on the wheel? Uh, so I will um, also show uh, or give a little um, shout out to the wheeldecide.com uh, that mm-hmm. we used for this. It's kind of cool. You just put in your own stuff. And they also have uh, uh, wheels already that can apply to like restaurants around you and events around you and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's like you can pick stuff. So uh, that's a cool website. You just put in everything. It's free. Uh, so let's see. We have on our wheel, which I titled the Eltas Wheel of Bitching. Uh, <laughs> we have shitty remakes, cheese pizza, mall shopping, glitter, theater masking, which I'll, I'll explain, non-humorous birthday cards. So uh, okay. we each chose three topics. We got six total, and we'll, we'll spin the wheel and, uh, and just bitch about stuff, basically. So what we're going to do is spin the wheel twice. So we'll have two chances. Yeah. Uh, it may be... Two of Steven, maybe two of me, maybe one of each. So we'll we'll see. Yeah. The, the wheel decides. The wheel decides. There you go. All right, let's give this a spin. I tried to turn the sound on too, so it's not. Non-humorous okay. birthday cards. Oh, that is me. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> and I feel like this is a, a somewhat fresh topic for me because I just had a birthday in late November. Oh, yeah. So um, people will, uh, they, they, they like to give out cards. Mm-hmm. And that's understandable, but I think I think there should be I don't I don't want to say law, but there should be a <laughs> there should be an understood rule that nobody cares about non humorous birthday cards. You know, yeah. like if somebody gives me something with like a a uh, like a calligraphy type font mm. on there, uh, I'm just gonna look at the front, open up the inside, count to three, <laughs> and then shut it and be like, oh, okay, thanks. I don't ever read that them. That is fantastic. And they could tell me I'm the worst person on, on the planet Earth or have, like, the winning lottery number. I will not read it. That's awesome. Uh, I just don't have time for yeah. it. Give me something with a cartoon character or googly eyes or <laughs> something like that if you want me to pay attention. I just have no time for humorous <laughs> birthday cards. And, and they all have, like, weird recycled artwork yeah. from, like, old paintings that nobody cares about anymore. <laughs> that are, like, free so, for, for yes. public use. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, and they have so. uh, like the sentiment is like empty in it. I feel generally like it doesn't mean anything. It's just like a flower language, basically. Yes, yeah. They, I, I from what I understood, yeah, I haven't read a, a non-humorous birthday <laughs> card since I was seventeen. So man, I, yeah. Why haven't I thought of that? That you could just not read it. <laughs> I was like out of obligation. Oh, yeah. You know, have no. to. And and if if people write something on the inside of a non-humorous birthday card it's usually just their name so they they usually don't have like a long script yeah. of of text you have to read through that they've written themselves you yeah. know it's just like and dad or something like that you know that's so, so true uh, yeah but with humorous birthday cards sometimes people will write humorous things in there yeah. so to it's really a it. win-win yeah yeah it'll yeah. be like a, a, a punchline and, it, and it'll be like oh that's so you remember that one time anyway happy birthday bro <laughs> yeah yeah i agree with that uh, I, I wouldn't say that this would have been a topic of my uh mind to bitch about but um but i'm with mm. you because we definitely always go to uh, the funny cards whenever we're getting stuff for people um yes you know at least for most of the time i guess but uh uh, otherwise, it's, it seems kind of like what's the point of, of spending the money? Because uh, cards are expensive all the times, too, uh, mm-hmm. that have anything in them, uh, like actually written stuff down. So I don't know. Like I, if I'm going to spend money on it, I'm definitely getting something funny. I'm with you. All right. So uh, any more to bitch about that? Uh, no, I'm good. We're, we can move on to the Fantastic. next one. Fantastic. All right. Uh, it landed on the same thing. 
<laughs> We're taking it back. And, and willdecide.com to the It <laughs> did it three times in a row. Oh, really? I'm not feeling good about this. Here we go. Glitter. Glitter. Oh, that's me as well. Okay. Excellent. Wow, I'm uh, burning two at the, at the onset here. So uh, glitter is the worst thing ever created by mankind. <laughs> it is terrible. It is fucking terrible. So uh, for Christmas this year, um, my wife decided to uh, do a Christmas theme on our tree of of glitter related ornaments and whatnot, uh, and it got fucking everywhere. The pine needles yeah. are bad enough, but yeah. glitter it it stays on you for the rest of your life. I still have glitter <laughs> on my body from my bachelor party. So, and, well, and that was, was in there, 2010. So yeah, sense. yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it, it, it like spot welds itself on you. And oh, uh, that's funny. yeah, I'm uh, I'm of South Asian descent as well. So I have uh, somewhat. Um, oily skin, so oh, it's just okay. like a terrible marriage. Like it, it's <laughs> it's part of my body. Like when I go to donate blood, glitter comes out. Like oh, it, it, it embeds itself in there. It's I didn't realize it's fucking awful, and it so it won't go away. You have weak feelings about this, not really strong feelings. You just kind of like. <laughs> Other than that, I have no no opinion. But uh, <laughs> it is fucking terrible. I feel like we should uh, we should gather all of the the glitter. Uh, mm. and just collectively send it off into space, fire it directly yeah. into the sun. We don't oh, wow. need it. it. It doesn't do anything but make people miserable. Yeah. Um, and it's, well, and uh, it's just full-on terrible. I uh, Glitter, I, I'm with you. Uh, glitter's sparkly. I like sparkly. I'll give, you, I'll give it that, all right? Mm. But glitter gets everywhere, and that sucks. And I, mm-hmm. I'll, I'm totally with you on there. But even more recently, uh, Amanda and I have been on this, like... Uh, I don't know what you'd call it. We've been, like, recycling a whole lot. We've been, like, she got rid of a lot of her um, things that were tested on animals, like, getting out of makeup and everything like that. And one of the things that's really bad for the earth is microbeads that are in, like, soaps and stuff okay. uh, that are, like, exfoliate. But they're, like, little beads of plastic. And so those have been really bad. So they've been banning them in a lot of countries. And then Amanda got rid of a lot of her products that had those. But glitter is the new microbead, apparently. Uh, oh. They have found glitter is, like, ruining the oceans and See? stuff. See? See? Yeah. Because it doesn't go away. It's just like little bits of plastic. So they're tiny bits that you can't get rid of, and they're like they're like everywhere. And mm-hmm. so they're they're like they're actually there's some group that like issued like a a worldwide like referendum on glitter that was like this is like ruining the earth. <laughs> yeah. So they're, the earth is with you, man. Oh, great. They, Basically hey, validated. Yeah. There you go. I, I feel validated twice in this episode. When, when the earth purges humans, and that like <laughs> as in the happening, you're gonna survive, man. Because yeah. uh, you're on the right side of history of glitter there, so absolutely. <laughs> also, the terrible Mariah Carey movie is also called <laughs> yeah. Glitter, and if we didn't have glitter as a thing, that movie never uh, would have been made. I'm pretty sure wow. that's how it works. Yeah, I, 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 I'm with you on that, too. So two two fronts, you're fighting a war, and, uh, and I agree with both fronts. <laughs> Thank you. I'm with you. <laughs> well, hey, that was fun. That was fun. The uh, the yeah. wheel, maybe we need to uh, to add some more options on there for next time yeah. so it doesn't pick the same thing. But It worked uh, out, though. That was fun. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll do that on the next episode as well. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, yeah. Yeah, and I hope the, that... The uh, recurring segment. We have some other ideas for some new segments. I think we're going to mm-hmm. try to change things up a little bit. Sure. Um, we kind of skipped over on many topics today. Um, I think you and I had kind of discussed that we wouldn't really review as much news uh, anymore. Um, what I found with that 
uh, basically is like we we were we talked about the Fox Disney deal like three times, <laughs> I know. and it was always speculation. And I was like, why are we even talking about this? Like, yeah. am I adding anything to the conversation? I don't know. So <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's fun to talk about with you. But uh, but there's some big things we'll definitely bring in. But I, I think there's some other segments, some more personal segments that we can bring to the to the mix that'd be better. So yeah, uh, I'm excited for the the future. We'll 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 probably introduce some new games and other things as well. So uh, if anybody uh, tell us what you think about let's bitch about stuff and. Uh, uh, tell us if you have anything to bitch about. That'd be fun. Oh, that would definitely be fun. Yeah, shoot us an email that. or uh, message us on Twitter or Instagram yeah. and say, here's what I hate, here's why I hate it. We'll, we'll read yeah. it on the show. I would love that, yeah. We we may agree with you at a certain yeah. point, that's for sure. It's, it's funny, I had another note with this too. I was Last night I was telling Amanda, and I might have told you that I was like, oh yeah, I needed examples of what you had on your list. Because I was like, man, I should be really good at this. I bitch about stuff in person all the time. <laughs> but for some reason, I, I took forever to find a list. Uh, yeah. I finally got like five things, so uh, we'll hit some of those next time. But, uh, sure. but yeah, that's good. So you want to move on to the letdowns? Let's do it. Let's jump Let's into it. it. All right. So uh, since you had uh, both of those, I'll probably I'll probably start with the letdowns. That's cool. It. Sure. And it's going to be one that you're going to be really into because it's Katy Perry's new album. Oh. Okay. <laughs> oh wait, no. This is letdown. So yes. Okay. You're like, I'm with but you. but you're like, well, I wasn't let down. I knew it'd be shitty, so <laughs> it just remained shitty. Uh, her new album, Witness, is just fucking off the wall. Um, I'm actually a, a pretty huge Katy Perry fan. Um, her music's just fun and poppy. Like I I like it for what it, what it is. And out of the pop people out there, I think that she's doing better uh, than most. And I mean, and I've been to a concert of hers, and it was really great. Um, the Prism tour, like a few years ago. Uh, but this stuff, I don't know what she's doing. Uh, she was on SNL. There's like some kid swinging his arms. That was the whole dance. Now he's like meme famous. Uh, there was like a woman having like who had sushi on her naked body, and I was like, what is happening? The songs make no sense. Uh, so I, I, I used to love Katy Perry and I'm like, what is happening with you right now? So, uh, I know that you don't have a lot to add to that, Brent, but, uh, <laughs> but damn, like, it's like, it's, it's almost as if like, uh, she seems like worldly now. Like she's like, uh, traveled a lot and experienced things and she's like trying some new shit out and I am not a fan of it. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm cool with her changing her game and like doing stuff different, but like this music is hardly even music anymore. So <laughs> yeah, I can't listen to like any of her album. <clears throat> The, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just not into Katy Perry. Um, I just, it just not for me, not for me. Yeah, there you um, go. She, uh, there was something about her that I just couldn't put my finger on for a long time. Yeah. And I used to be a listener to the Adam Carolla show, but then I stopped because it just, it's for various reasons. But yeah. um, he did have a good point about Katy Perry uh, to me, where he said, uh, Katy Perry looks like she's thinking about something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, that's it. That's it exactly. So, Well, all of her songs are about, you know, glitter, for one. <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, candy and, and pop stuff. So, yeah, yeah it kind of makes sense, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I will I will agree with you, uh, even though I haven't listened to the album. That's kind of how I feel about most of her songs. There you um, go. Some of her songs are, are okay, but uh, for the most part, I, I just can't uh, can't get into her. Yeah. But, um, wow, that's a, that's a bummer for you, though, because I, I do know yeah. that you, you like her. That's all right. I mean, I, I hope that uh, something new will, will be better uh, next time around or whatever. Maybe she'll mm-hmm. kind of self-correct, course correct, you know, that uh, maybe it wasn't the right time to, to, do, to go crazy and do something totally different. Uh, <laughs> but we'll see. I mean, it's cool. I have her old music and stuff that I still like. But uh, yeah. yeah, just like kind of a shame that it's like people at the top of the game are like, you know, it's cool. She's trying something new. I'll, I'll give her that. But uh, it's yeah. just like, damn, oof, you went real far with that. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the sound of like sand hitting the microphone. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. And then she's like on to track uh, two. 
Yeah, like that sounds so awful. And I'm like, yeah, that's a that's a pretty good description of that music. So, yeah. <laughs> Well, for my first one, uh, mine is also a an album. Uh, mine is uh, we're gonna flip roles here uh, because <laughs> mine is a Slipknot album, which oh, is yeah. uh, their their third album, uh, Volume Three, uh, the Subliminal Verses. Um, I loved their their first album when it came out in 1999, and then mm-hmm. they followed it up with in uh, 2001, just before 9/11. Oh. When Volume Three rolled around, I was pretty pumped for it. Uh, I was a huge Lipknot fan, loved the first two albums, so this one was going to be a, a shoe-in for me. And then uh, I heard that uh, the producer was going to be Rick Rubin, uh, who's a legendary music producer, produced everyone from the Beastie Boys to Johnny Cash to Slayer. So I was looking forward to it until I heard the first song, and <laughs> that's when I, I figured out the the Rick Rubin formula for existing Uh-oh. bands, which is where he... Um, like the Red Hot Chili Peppers, they started out as a really funky, like up-tempo band, and then mm-hmm. when they worked with him, they did more um, uh, slower songs, uh, like mm. Under the Bridge and and whatnot. Um, so he he's pretty good about like breaking a band down and yeah. having them kind of explore um, their musicality a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And this is definitely a more experimental album, uh, but I really didn't <laughs> really didn't want that, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I kind of wanted more of the same, as bad as that sounds, but <laughs> I, I do understand, you know, that uh, it's probably time for them to to change with the times a little bit. And I think it's their most commercially successful album. They've hmm. got the most number of, of radio singles from this album, hmm. but uh, it's still one that I don't listen to that often. I might listen to maybe two or three songs from it yep. here and there, but, um, you know, definitely the the other four albums that they have in their catalog are are go-tos for me outside yeah. of, outside of this one. So, uh, yeah, I was, I was really bummed out about it and it wasn't until like a few years, I think like another four years before we got an album after that. So yeah. It, What'd you think of that one? Uh, that one I liked better. Uh, yeah. it was, it still had some rough edges, but I could see where things were broken down on their third album to, I, I could see the progression from album three to album four for yeah. them. Um, and I just think sonically, uh, Album four is better. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot more. Um, uh, there's more of a groove to it, and it's heavier to me. Yeah. But uh, I don't think they would have got there without doing volume three. Mm, so interesting. Yeah. It's one of those necessary evils, you know. Well, it's funny because uh, I don't. So I like music a lot, but not as much as like the movie industry, where I follow mm-hmm. you know directors and actors and sometimes producers and stuff. Uh, with music, like I don't really uh, think much about the producers and, and mm-hmm. how much they really do and how they can change an album. But I think that was kind of Katy Perry's thing too. I, I'm pretty sure she changed producers, and that was part of why the sound is different. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't, I can't attribute that much to it. And it's it's the same kind of thing though. It's interesting that we both started that way because I feel like both of them are like they're it's like them trying something new with like a new producer, and it's not quite you know what we expected, but also like not a good new direction that we expected mm-hmm. either. Um, so yeah, it's kind of, kind of interesting how such radically different music, you know, it's all the same, how they're yeah. produced essentially, and that it can change like that. But, uh, it's interesting too, that you said about the Red Hot Chili Peppers, um, cause that's some of my favorite songs are their slower ones. I'm not a huge yeah. fan of the Chili Peppers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so yeah, most of their slower stuff are the only things that I like, but, uh, uh, yeah, it's interesting that it, how it can change whenever a new producer gets in there and, and messes with things. So, mm-hmm. and Rick Rubin is one of those producers. He's He's really like, well, what if you did this? Or why are you doing this this yeah. way and all of that stuff? So I respect it, but I was hoping yeah, for a little, like more, <laughs> a little bit more Slayer than than, uh, <laughs> than what I got on, on the yeah. Slipknot album. But 
Well, right yeah. on. So we're cool. back to you. All right. So uh, my next is a, a movie that I was um, cautiously hopeful for at the time and um, ha- has since just been like, I just fucking hate it. So uh, Prometheus, oh, the okay. uh, right. alien prequel. Um, I love the alien. I love some of the alien movies, I guess. Um, alien 3. That's your alien number three, one. Alien 3, number one. David Fincher movie. <laughs> totally weird. Uh, oh, really? Holy t- shit. Yes. But it was, like, early on in his career, and it had, like, a lot of studio involvement that changed a lot of shit. Um, that, that movie has, like, a weird production, uh, a lot of stories that are really crazy. But, uh, well, but yeah. it was weird that, that the, uh, the alien in that movie was, like, there are rules to this <laughs> fight club. This alien fight club. <laughs> it's just that the alien talked for once, you know? Like, we hadn't yeah. had that yet. So He sounded like Brad Pitt. It was so weird. <laughs> yeah. And when Edward Norton showed up, I was like, what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I really like Alien and Aliens. Uh, those movies are just fucking classics, and mm-hmm. they're so different from each other. Like, Alien is, like, a, a straight, like, horror movie, but it's sci-fi, like, takes place in a sci-fi setting. And then Aliens is, like, an action movie, like, an 80s action movie, and it's just so badass. Two great directors uh, doing two different visions, but they work really well. And then, yeah, it just kind of went off the rails for a while. And then we had, you know, the original director come back, uh, Ridley Scott to to come do this and it's like cool he's gonna come back he's gonna do this thing and it's it's the same exact thing as the the Wolverine origins it's like I didn't know I didn't need to know the origins of yeah like I don't know that there's a story out there that would have really satisfied me at, at all but there are so many stupid plot points in this movie and stupid character decisions that it ruined it anyway like regardless of the story but just so many aspects of it were awful the only thing it had was visuals and that's um, kind of like Rogue One, it just doesn't save the movie. Like, they're cool, um, but it doesn't really do much for me at the end of the day. Like, without the story, what, why would I ever put it back on to watch those visuals, you know? <laughs> yeah. So uh, that, that kind of ruins the whole premise. Yeah, uh, we watched it um, a few years ago. It was mm-hmm. after it had come out on, like, streaming somewhere. Yeah. Okay. And uh, we watched it, and I was like, what is this? Like, I, <laughs> I knew it was supposed to be, like, a, a kind of hush-hush prequel to the yeah. alien franchise um but by that time the cat was out of the bag and i had heard about the um the the end of the movie where you mm-hmm. see the um man what are they called i can't i can't think of it for the the, the xenomorphs xenomorph there we go uh-huh. uh, like the 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 like very first xenomorph or whatever yeah and uh yeah all the movie leading up to it i was like i don't care about any of this or uh-huh. any of these characters <laughs> Like, yeah. like I, cosmic sci-fi is, is always been like a barrier for me. I, I mm-hmm. don't know why I struggle with it so much, but this this was like super cosmic-y sci-fi, yeah. and I, the characters weren't there for me. Yeah. Uh, when I was going through hard times, they weren't there for me. Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> the, the characterizations weren't there. Um, uh, but I know that some people fucking love this movie, and some people do. Yeah, uh, more power to them. You know, like yeah. it's. If you like it, great, you know, but it's it's certainly not for me. Yeah. No, it's, uh, as a fan, it wasn't that great. And then as, I think if you weren't a fan of that series, then you wouldn't necessarily like it either because it's like it doesn't make much sense. And there's not a, lot, a whole lot of answers and everything. And then uh, it led into uh, Alien Covenant, which just came out. And I, I didn't even go see it because I was like, I don't fucking care anymore about any of this. Like, I knew where the story was going. And from what I heard that they were really going to do with it, I was like, mm-hmm. whatever. Like, it's not any fun anymore. Like, it, the Xenomorphs were fun because you didn't know where they came from and what they were. They were just, like, yeah. you know, destroying everything and eating everybody and whatever. And, like, it's like, all right, that's cool. And I was down with that. I don't know that I needed much explanation. And now that we have all this stuff about, like, 
these other kind of humanoid figures who created us randomly and and then like created the xenomorphs as like a biological weapon it's like wait what that that makes it so dumb to me like that's so dumb i don't want that that much of an explanation you know um kind of like uh star wars uh rogue one did this too i kind of noticed because i hadn't seen it a while but um and the new in the last jedi they they go into some of like the weapons manufacturing part of it Mm -hmm. and more like political side to things and uh it kind of makes sense in that world and i i kind of get it because we've never talked about it before that much in the star wars universe but uh, they're giving more of an explanation of, of the behind-the-scenes stuff, and it kind of works to me. But this one, it's like, it just doesn't work. Like, the, the behind-the-scenes stuff for why things are the way they are and why the, the first uh, group found the aliens and everything doesn't doesn't kind of coalesce with, you know, this story or whatever. Like, it doesn't doesn't mesh for my, for my mind. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, I, I want to just... I, I kind of, like I do with the prequels for Star Wars, I kind of just lock this one off, and I just don't consider it as part of it um (laughs) what i would be excited about is neil bonkamp who did uh chappie and district nine he -hmm. had had uh, rumors to do a sequel to alien that would bring back sergoyne weaver and like bring back all these people from the original movies and it looked awesome he keeps like teasing out little like uh concept art he was working on over the years and had people work on and -hmm. it looks badass and i'm like but then really scott was like oh no i got my stuff going on you can't do that and he's giving us this shit and it's like get out of the way man you're done with it just like lucas get out of your you know you created this but get out of the way now let some new people do some stuff with it maybe it'd be cooler so that's also part of it to me had you seen the the newest alien movie i can't remember Um, what it's called that covenant that's the one yeah i said i hadn't yeah i haven't seen that one yeah oh yeah okay yeah and then like the alien versus predator like all that stuff i don't i watched like that first one one time like that series doesn't mean anything to me at all like Mm -hmm. It's not nearly as much fun as it sounds, I guess. Um, yeah, so. I know it was a bummer. I was super looking forward to yeah. AVP, but uh, yeah, it's it's they do this thing where they're like, "You've wanted to see aliens fight predators, so here's a <laughs> bunch of humans yeah. that you have to follow yeah. to, to get a story <laughs> out of it." Yeah, there's a there's a short film online. If I remember correctly, it is an alien versus a predator versus Batman. Yes, and it's like in an alley, and that thing is so much better than yeah. this movie yeah yeah the uh, prometheus and all that sandy yeah. uh calora i think or oh yeah something like that he, he did i can't remember the name of it but it's uh batman something i don't know it has a, a really a dark... cool version yeah it has a really yeah. cool version of the joker in there okay which is like yeah, the yeah, most comic booky version of the joker played by the 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 guy who played boner on growing pains <laughs> 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 that's fantastic i don't remember that but he did a great job so <laughs> I, and i i thought that that guy um i guess he was making more or less like a uh, an audition reel or something like that for yeah, for, yeah. for the rebooted Batman movie, but we got Christopher Nolan, so they were like, "Oh, they missed out." That's that's cool, but <laughs> also we've got Christopher Nolan, so and he's fucking Christopher Nolan, okay? Right? Yeah. <laughs> so what's your uh, next one? My next one is also a film, uh, and it straight up broke my heart, Stephen. Oh man, it, uh, it really bummed me out. So, um, <laughs> I am a huge fan of dinosaurs, as we've discussed on the show, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm also a huge fan of Pixar, up into Ooh. a point. So, uh, I I had heard about this movie being made for a long time and was super looking forward to it, uh, and it, it kept being delayed and delayed and delayed, but finally, The Good Dinosaur came out, yeah. and I went to go see it, and I left the theater just like... So, oh. so dejected. Uh, <laughs> oh, that I was sucks. so, so bummed out because 
it had two of two of my favorite things. You know, Pixar doing dinosaurs, and it uh, turned out to be a, a, a fucking bummer. Uh, yeah. It was a mess. It had uh, those two great things, but it also had some of my least favorite things in there, which was Hillbillies. Uh, yeah. I fucking hate hillbillies. <laughs> why, uh, wait, wait, wait. I haven't seen this movie yet, so why are they like cave people hillbillies? No, no. This? Oh, Stephen, no. <laughs> Dear Stephen, no, no. No, so the, the dinosaurs are essentially the people uh, in this in this universe, which is fine. Uh, but oh. the, the, the only human is considered their pet. So okay. it's a, uh, a human they kind of treat like a dog, so much so that the lead dinosaur, like the little kid dinosaur, I don't even know his name. Um, <laughs> it is uh, Arlo. Arlo is the, uh-huh. the lead kid dinosaur. Uh, the only reason I know that is because um, I've got a, a Funko Pop of one of the, the characters from uh, The Good Dinosaur, and yeah. it is his dog, a.k.a. Human Spot, <laughs> uh, which, as you can see, is still in its box because I really don't want this, and I don't know who to give this to. <laughs> If it were the dinosaur, I'd be like, eh, okay, maybe. At least but, that's a dinosaur you yeah. have, yeah. Uh, but um, <clears throat> you're like, now I have this Funko Pop of a shirtless child. Don't need it. <laughs> yeah, so weird. <laughs> also, one of my least favorite things, children. Um, yeah. No, the uh, the movie is just like it's just so so bad to me. And I know that people, some people like it, but I think it's mm. the the people who, like we'd mentioned on previous episodes, when I was being a pretentious douchebag <laughs> and saying that, well, these people like to watch movies and not like, like, oh, this is an Adam Sandler movie. I guess I'll yeah. watch it. You know, one of those type of things. It's just so bad on a, on a craft level to me. Yeah. Um, the, the voice cast is terribly miscast, uh, oh, in my opinion. Um, when they announced the original voice cast, um, you know, several years before the movie's release, I was like, oh man, this is going to be so fucking awesome. And it wasn't mm. anyone that was like, no major cast. Uh, Pixar has a really good voice casting department where they will um, cast people and it their, their characters kind of look like the, the voice actor in, mm. in some regards. If not, it will reflect kind of the, the tone of their voice. Sure. Um, it's kind of hard to describe, but um, just just believe me when I talk. So... Works <laughs> for so, the president. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, so the the voice cast on this, like, it's just so jarring. Like, the, the voices huh. don't look like they should be coming out of the, the dinosaur's mouths, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, there's... Uh, the only one that makes sense to me is... Um, Fuck, I can't even think of the guy's name Yeah, I was wondering right if you now. knew the other the cast members, because I, uh, I don't know who was in the movie, yeah. Uh, God damn it. I'm going to have to look it up real quick. Amanda and I actually uh, have a bunch of movies we want to watch, or, or rather that I've been putting on a list for us to watch, because we haven't really kept up with the Pixar in the last few years. We haven't seen a bunch of stuff. Like, we still haven't seen Moana. We haven't seen The Good Dinosaur. Um, that's one in particular that I hadn't heard like a whole lot of good things about. And so I was very curious when you started to get into this that I was like, oh, duh, that like makes total sense for Brent, but uh, we've never talked about it before, so... Um, yeah, it never, I don't remember hearing much about it that appealed to me, and so that's why I never watched it, and, but we just haven't, you know, like I said, just haven't watched a whole lot of the Disney stuff, too, really, mm-hmm. um, in the last few years, but, uh, I wanted to go back through and watch them this year, and that's one of the ones on my list, so I'll, I'll still check it out, because it's a Pixar movie, but, um, I remember that one coming out, and there might have been another one around that kind of didn't do as well as the other ones, and it was kind of like, oh, Pixar, you know, has always, always hit it mm-hmm. out of the park, and it's, it's kind of like we don't know what to do when they don't hit it out yeah. of the park, you know? Like, it's still, like, I, I still would probably um, throw out there that The Good Dinosaur is better than any of the Minion movies. 
Oh uh, yeah. Right. Like. Well, I, I mean, I, like by default. Yeah. yeah, by default, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, but I'm curious to see what I think about it when I actually watch it. Uh, first of all, Moana is super good. So, oh, cool. And that's go. on Netflix. So I know. Yeah, that, that should be easy enough to check out. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's not Pixar. It's Disney. But so yeah, there's, okay. They're singing in it. Yeah. Uh, but I can certainly look past it because it's so yeah. much fun. Um, the the character I was thinking uh, or trying to think of in uh, in the Good Dinosaur was Sam Elliott. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sam Elliott. Uh, he plays. He plays the a, child. <laughs> yeah, that is bad casting. <laughs> God damn it, Mom, let me have this dog boy. Uh, no, he I plays love a, Elliot, but... he plays a a, a T Rex in the movie. Okay, um, but he's a a hillbilly T Rex, and oh, yeah. I, I use hillbilly for like anything that's like country related. Yeah, it's just I, I I just cannot get into that type of shit. But um, he runs a ranch filled with prehistoric longhorns, uh, which are some other dinosaurs. So he's he's essentially mm. like a um, <laughs> like Billy Crystal in City Slickers, where you know he's like <laughs> cattle herding all of these other yeah. dinosaurs or whatever. Um, but and he's got like three other or like two kids, I think, mm. um, who are also T Rexes. But and I fucking love T Rexes. It's it's probably uh, my favorite dinosaur. Yeah. But <laughs> it's so dumb. God, it pisses me <laughs> off so much. I was thinking about it. Um, when, whenever they run, they don't run like normal T Rexes. They mm. have this like weird like gallop thing huh. where they like oh man i i don't even know how to <laughs> how to describe it it just looks so stupid how they have to run they like kick both of their back feet at the same time and then they kind of like it almost looks like they're oh, skipping in a way <laughs> but <laughs> but the i remember hearing the animators were trying to were trying to make it look like they were like riding horses or something like that and that was like they're uh, the equivalent of a horse's gallop but oh, it weird. does not look good on two legs yeah. But I, I don't know, man. They're like, we got this. Right. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> man. So the, um, the the most interesting aspect of The Good Dinosaur to me is if you look it up on Wikipedia and read the story behind like them trying to put the story together and then it failing and then them yeah. coming up with this. And oh, yeah, it, yeah. it almost seems like this is the best we got. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that story is way more fascinating than the actual story of, of the movie. But, interesting. Um, but yeah, man, this movie was was bad, and it uh, interesting. It, it shook me to my core enough that I, <laughs> yeah. I stopped like making plans to go see Pixar movies at the theater uh-huh. and and just waiting to to hear what they say afterward because yeah, it was uh it did some psychological damage. I'm still <laughs> still going through therapy over. Yeah, it. apparently this is a big deal. Um, I mean, I'm curious to see what I think about it when I watch it. Um, it's yeah. like weird that it's it's now I'm almost more intrigued to watch this 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 random. Mm-hmm bad stuff that you've been mentioning like this gallop thing I, I was like i gotta see that shit now yeah so it's like it's made me like more excited but uh i don't think i'll like it and maybe i'll like it more that way because my expectations will be so low yeah but it uh, could be. that'll be interesting uh to see um yeah it didn't appeal to me that was that's the only thing i can really mm-hmm. say about it so uh yeah whatever I, I remember hearing now that you mentioned it like uh about some of the changes behind the scenes where they're like this isn't working and they try to go back and change some things and that Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And uh, Rogue One, I mean, did the same thing in the third act. They like reshot yeah. all of it, and it and it works probably better than it did, from what I hear. But uh, you never know, so that's that's interesting. Yeah. What do you have for your for your next letdown, right. Stephen? So I'm going to a book series now. Oh. Um, okay. So I'm going to start off by saying because I only read this book because of another one. So um, I have a. Is your next one a book? 
Yep. Uh, that's so weird. We did not plan that. <laughs> I know. That's that bizarre. Strange. I tried to like mix mine in so they yep. wouldn't be like all movies and stuff. We, mm-hmm. had, yeah, that's weird. Okay, um, that's cool. Uh, so I, uh, I really like like uh, dystopian uh, books, like novels and stuff, like series. Uh, so what I started reading was the Hunger Games, and I liked that series a lot. I like the movies that I've seen. And, uh, but the book series I thought was really good. And after that one, I was like, okay, cool. I've heard of these other things. So the one I'm going to talk about today that was a letdown was the Divergent series. And that's, uh, the movies have Shailene Woodley in them and the books, uh, there's like Divergent, Allegiant and some other shit. I don't know. Uh, they got really dumb real quick. So, uh, (laughs) the first book I was like, this is cool. I'm down with this. It kind of reminds me of the Hunger Games and it's like, it's like these like teen dystopian novels. Like I know what they're, what they're there for. Um, but the Hunger Games I thought was better written, and this one is not that well written, and the story is really dumb overall. But um, basically, like, the first book was okay, and I got to the second book, and I bought that, and I was like, wow, that story went really weird. So I, I stopped reading the book, and I went to the Wikipedia page, which is my favorite thing to do whenever I'm really bored with something, like a movie or a book. And I'm like, I gotta read, I don't like to read through the book, but I'll, I'll read a little bit of the plot and maybe understand it. And as I kept going, I was like, that is fucking stupid. And I went a little bit further, and I was like, that is fucking stupid. And I got so angry about it, how dumb it was, because I already bought these damn books, and now I have them forever, Brent. I have them forever. They're always in my Amazon Kindle account, okay? <laughs> I can't get rid of them. So uh, that's the only bad thing with digital. I love digital stuff, but like now I have it. I can't sell it. What do I do with it? I don't yeah. want it, you know? It sucks. Um, so anyway, I read through a little bit of the second book, paused it, read through the plot lines of the next two books, and I was like, that's dumb. I don't want to spoil anything with that, uh, with mm-hmm. the series, whatever. I have never seen the movies, um, okay. but they were so ask. bad that they stopped making them after the second one, and they were going to do like a TV series with them, and they wanted Shailene Woodley to do it, and she was like, fuck no. And so they're going to like recast her now and like do this like miniseries version to like finish out the story because they were so poorly reviewed that they are not even going to make another movie. So that's how bad they are, you can see. Well, so. at least the the two movies aren't special effects laden or anything like that. So <laughs> yeah. it will probably make a, a pretty good transition to television. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, and you know those big actors that you had cast all those nice roles. No, that's yeah. fine. Just go whoever, uh, yeah. or they'll go along with it. Sure, they'll just, just bring Shailene Woodley, uh, you know, to television all of a sudden. Um, she's she's been on there before. It'd be fine. Right. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> clearly she was not having that, and uh, good for her. Um, there's a lot of people in those movies. I don't remember all of them anymore, but like Miles Teller, and they're like a lot of up and comer. Yeah. Uh, up-and-coming, like, young actors and stuff. And they were both in uh, other movies together and stuff. They're both great. Um, But in in these, I can't imagine they could really save anything just because it's so... It's just the story is so bad. So um, I haven't heard great things about the movies, that they have, like, stilted dialogue and stuff, but that's kind of how... I I would equate, um, from what I do know of Twilight, I would equate this to closer to Twilight than, like, The Hunger Games, that it's just, like, a shitty writer, you know, put out a shitty book sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it was a big disappointment. I was really looking forward to it. There's some other books I could I could mention at another uh, topic of this uh, in the same kind of vein. But that one was the first one I did after the Hunger Games, and I was on the, such a Hunger Games high, and then it was like, wow. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, my, my next letdown is, like I said, also a book, but mine's a, a comic book series because yeah. um, I don't know how to read books without pictures in them. Um, Damn it, I was spit my beer. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, mine is actually a, a comic book miniseries event called Civil War II, um, mm. which is, uh, it came out around the time of Captain America Civil War, uh, the, the film. Okay. Um, and they usually, 
Marvel usually has pretty good synergy about doing stuff like that. If there's a, like, the the Black Panther movies coming out next month, so they'll have plenty of Black Panther like series and, and whatnot okay. available. But um, this was uh, in the in the the first Civil War in, in the comic and the Captain America movie. It's Captain America versus Iron Man. You know, they mm-hmm. that's kind of the basic uh, rivalry there. In Civil War Two, it's Iron Man versus Captain Marvel. And mm-hmm. if you're like, cool, I guess. Um, it's, it's probably because most people don't know who Captain Marvel is. Um, yeah. Because the movie's not out yet, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, you ha- really have to be a, a comic fan to to get that part of it, which is fine. I mean, I I, I have no problem with her being a, uh, a lead uh, protagonist in the uh-huh. series. Um, I'm a big fan of that character myself. But um, the the book was written by Brian Michael Bendis, who mm-hmm. I've admitted to being a huge fan of, but uh, I don't know if my expectations were just too high or what, but this this series was a mess. Oh, um, man. The, the main point, um, as opposed to, like, registration in the original miniseries or... Um, it's, it's, it's essentially that in the, mm-hmm. the movie as well, uh, registering superheroes yeah. uh, in a way, or making them responsible. This series is about either protecting the future or changing the future. Mm-hmm. And as a futurist, you would think Tony Stark would be one to change the future to make it better. But no, he's the one who wants to protect the future, and then mm. Captain Marvel wants to change it herself. But yeah. it, it's just... It, I, when her, you, her motivations seem shoehorned in to me. When you uh, described in the beginning, I just want to jump in, sorry. Uh, yeah. when, you, when you described in the beginning, I, I absolutely thought it was going to be switched, those roles. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm with you. That, that would be my expectation, yeah. It doesn't make sense right off the bat. Yeah. Immediately from, from the jump, it makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. and, and the way the, the series was published is there was a, a zero issue, which kind of sets the stage. And then there was a uh, what's called a free comic book day issue. Mm-hmm. Um, the first weekend in May, or the first Saturday in May, is always free comic book. So you can go to your local comic shop. They've got a whole selection of titles that the publishers put out. And you can you know pick what you want there. Yeah. Um, a good important chunk of that story was in that free comic book day issue and oh yeah um, i had missed that because uh brandy and i had gone to texas um to uh, go to a, a friend's wedding mm-hmm. and i i just wasn't able to to get to a comic shop that day so i totally missed that part of it oh and, man <laughs> and so there's a, a weird gap and like something major happened yeah and then i picked up the series like from from uh issue one through through eight and i was like and they kind of explain what happened, but uh-huh. it seems like a big deal, and it, it's just confusing <laughs> from a publishing point that, you know, a character died in this issue that I hadn't read, and I I, I don't know how many people had read it yeah. or were aware, but um, it was just weird from, like, a, a publishing perspective, and, yeah. and probably the, the biggest flaw in the, the whole thing is they were, again, trying to jam Inhumans down our throats. Oh, yeah. And it's like, guys, we don't give a fuck, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. talk to us when you get the mutants back, yeah. which hopefully will be soon. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it, like, the, the part of the plot is uh, there's a, a new Inhuman character who is able to um, see in the future and, it, it, like, to people surrounding him, he can kind of broadcast what he's experiencing, mm. and it, it feels real. Mm. And so people take it as truth, and then towards the the end of the series, he, like, what happens to him takes a, a wild turn and yeah. comes out of nowhere, and it's, it, it's, it's strange. It's, it's, 
I, I don't know what happened <laughs> with the series. It has beautiful artwork, uh-huh. but again, like you were saying about Prometheus, like yeah. it looks cool, but the story's not there, yeah. so it why, why am it. I going to waste my time with it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, Man, that sucks. Um, yeah. I don't know. Can you uh, equate, because I know the story in Civil War, the book versus the movie is, is quite different. Um, mm-hmm. So can you equate like how that comic book ended that would lead into that, like to the movies? Like, does it, is it like totally different uh, from the movies and stuff? Because it seems like kind of how would we get there, like with Captain Marvel and stuff? Like, do you think that with the movies, like they would go towards that direction as well, I guess? I don't know. Um, it depends on if they keep Iron Man around, I guess. Because yeah. um, it seems like Downey Jr. is ready to yeah. <laughs> to retire. Or or at least uh, Marvel slash Disney doesn't want to have to keep paying him yeah. millions and millions of dollars anyway. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know if they, they'd be able to, to get there. I hope that the, the screenwriters would do a, a better job of, yeah. of following character motivations and everything. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, like that whole story, mostly it seems like it came out of nowhere for yeah. the most part. Okay. Like, it, there wasn't really any 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 groundwork laid yeah. to, to get there. So, I mean, they could just jump into it and uh, pull, a, pull a fox and be like, and the characters are going to be like this now. <laughs> yeah. So. And we're in 1980. Whatever. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have the characters aged? Not really. No. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, yeah. And I'm with you. From what I do know about the Inhumans, it's like, just go away. Uh, yeah. it, it feels so... I don't know if they were like around before all this movie stuff went down, whatever, but it just feels like so much of a, they don't have the rights to the X-Men. And so they're just like, well, fuck it. We'll just do something different then and make you guys want the Inhumans. And it's like, no, you can't just do that. Yeah, the X-Men we are like, ingrained. we don't want to do that. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a total difference. Now the Inhumans <laughs> have been around since the 1960s. Okay. Um, they, they showed up in the Fantastic Four, but um, yeah, there's, and there, there is like a, a large citizenry with powers that, they come into upon a certain age. Yeah. So it's similar to the X-Men in that way, but mutants are, are born a certain way. Yeah. So it's a more of a metaphor for people who are people of color or, yeah. or gay, you know? Yeah. Um, whereas yeah. in humans, there's a, a ritual that they have to go through to get those powers mm-hmm. and it's related to royalty and everything. So it's not a, a one-to-one comparison with those. Yeah. And, and it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. That's it's fucking yeah. weird. Because that's why, partly why the X-Men are so great, is that it is like an yeah. allegory for our times and everything, and from yeah. the 60s to today. So that's yeah. why they've lasted. And clearly, the Inhumans, if they've been around that long, like you said, then then yeah, clearly that it's not working, bro. You right. <laughs> <laughs> but that TV show looks dope, right? Right. <laughs> All right, so uh, my last one is going to be, um, I put the series, even though I haven't seen very many of them, but uh, the Hobbit series. Uh, uh, Peter Jackson put out uh, after okay. Lord of the Rings. So sure. uh, I've seen the first uh, Hobbit. I'm not even sure what it's called anymore. It might just be The Hobbit, but I think it has like a subtitle of some sort. But uh, um, it's like... I, I think... I, I just yeah. looked it up. It's uh, The Hobbit, Dawn of Justice. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Batman just showing up <laughs> in Middle Earth. I just don't get it. That's the thing, you know? Like, I'm well, like, why well, he is got... he there? He got transported there when the alien was fighting the predator, and they oh. made a portal from their battle. Okay, and he went there, and he was like, "Stay here, boater. I'll be back." <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's like I I got into Lord of the Rings through the movies when those came out, uh, starting in two thousand one, I believe. And mm-hmm. I had a teacher uh, who was super into Lord of the Rings, and she had the, the poster up of like whenever they first put it out, and she 
was so into it, and I was I liked her a lot, and I was like, man, this sounds cool, and the movie looked rad, and I loved those. I ended up reading the uh, the Hobbit. I read the Lord of the Rings books. And then when The Hobbit was coming out, I was like, cool, this is going to be great. And at first it was like, cool, it'll be a movie. And then it's like, oh, it'll be two movies. And it's like, wait a second, The Hobbit's a really short book. And you didn't make The Lord of the Rings movies two books, or like two movies per book. Mm -hmm. The Hobbit does not sustain that. And they were like, you know what, let's do three. And I was like, hold up. (laughs) What? What's happening right now? Because that story, it's like literally like a novella compared to like a 500 a thousand page novel of each Lord of the Rings book. Like there it's, it's the, the amount of pages and the Lord of the Rings, each book compared to the Hobbit. And then the movies, like what they got for each of them is like astounding. And it's so dumb because they had to pull in all these other things and mixture it up and, and like expand it. But it's like, it just made it too, too bad. So, um, uh, there's a lot of, uh, stuff out there online about, uh, the production of this movie and Peter Jackson basically just being worked to the bone uh, kind of like uh, Joss Whedon from The Avengers 2, mm-hmm. uh, where he was just like so burnt out on it at the end. And uh, it, it could have been really great. Like Del Toro was attached for a little while to do The Hobbit with Peter Jackson as a producer. That would have been really badass oh, to see yeah, like, a different right. version, right? Like Del Toro is a great visionary director. That could have been really cool. But it's like, man, they just like, it's it seems like such a money grab, which I hate, um, that they like expanded it to three movies. And uh, I saw the first one. And it was just not the caliber of the other movies at all. Uh, I still think the casting was pretty good. Um, I liked all the dwarves and stuff that were cast. Uh, I don't remember all the people anymore, but... Uh, Mar- One of them's going to be a cereal-eating Wolverine. Wait, what? In that, in that Wolverine <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Fantastic. Throwing it back. Yep. Uh, uh, Martin Freeman as Bilbo. I thought was great. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought he was good casting. I like that guy a whole lot. He's a great actor. Um, and then, you know, bringing Ian McKellen back as Gandalf, that's always great to see or whatever, but it just, it didn't have the same spark, the same appeal, the same love mm-hmm. behind it. It felt like such a CGI fest, like things looked fake. Uh, they use a lot more models in the Lord of the Rings trilogy than they did in The Hobbit. Almost everything was digital and it felt that way. Um, Ian McKellen famously remarked on set that he like lost it one day and said, this is not why he became an actor to talk to like tennis balls on, on strings or on sticks in front of a green screen and not even be with his fellow actors. Like... They were just filming everything separately, and and so there's just a lot of bad decisions, I think, behind the scenes for that, and the product wasn't that great. Um, I, uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how much you're into the Lord of the Rings at all, uh, if you care about those movies or not, but... Um, yeah, I like the original three, mm-hmm. uh, the, the original trilogy. Um, mm-hmm. When my wife and I were first started dating, um, we had opposite work schedules, so, mm-hmm. you know, on the... The weekend, she would have to work, but I would have at least Saturday off. So I would, uh, <laughs> this is like the nerdiest shit I've ever, I've ever said, okay? So, yeah, brace yourself. saying something. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on to your pocket protector. So, <laughs> so I would uh, gather uh, a few of my comic book long boxes and bring them uh, in my living room of, of my apartment. And I would put on the Lord of the Rings trilogy on DVD I would I would watch them one after the other, so it'd be like ten hours worth of uh-huh. TV watching uh, while I'm like organizing my comics and everything. <laughs> and, uh, but I, I do awesome. I, I I really like those movies. I haven't okay, cool. seen them in in several years. Yeah. But um, I do own them uh, on iTunes, and same thing with The Hobbit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've only seen that first Hobbit movie, yeah. and I was like, I'm, maybe I'm in a weird mood, but I'm just not not feeling this. There you go. But uh, I, yeah. Based on what you said, I, I feel like I'm no. <laughs> feel like I'm in the right. <laughs> You're the right. <laughs> okay. Uh, I've I've heard that the uh, the second 
movie is is pretty good. Uh, mm-hmm. It has a dragon in there, which is a mythological dinosaur. So I go. do have some interest in <laughs> seeing it. But I, it's been such a long time since I've seen the first movie yeah. that uh, I feel like I need to go back and and, and slog through that one again yeah. to uh, to get to uh, Smaug. Yeah, I know, and uh, I don't know. Like, so I I loved the books, the original books, and. Uh, the extended editions of the movies are great. I watched those after I read the books. Um, and then I was I read The Hobbit, and I was like, cool, this is like a cool little story. And then they just made it so so much bigger than it needed to be. Like, it's a it's a big adventure, but um, it's it's kind of, again, it reminds me of, like, Rogue One in, the, in terms of we had this original trilogy, and then they made, like, one movie that, like, had too much going on. Like, it had, it had too many good characters, had too much, too many battles that eclipsed mm-hmm. what happened originally that we've already seen that it kind of makes those feel a little less that this one too it's like this doesn't need to be such a huge story because if it was such a huge story then why was Lolo Rings movies such a huge story like you're making them equivalent mm-hmm. and they're not equivalent and yeah. uh so I think it kind of takes away a little bit so uh it's just unfortunate I don't think really even Peter Jackson uh it's like his vision which is un- really unfortunate because he really shepherded uh he and, and Fran Walsh his wife really shepherded in um, the Lord of the Rings and made it what it is and, like, got everybody on board to finally make those movies, which had been... Hollywood had been trying to make those movies for decades, and uh, he finally got it done, and they were so great. So it's just mm-hmm. a huge letdown because it, we, we had seen how great it could be so close to this, and then this was just, like, oh, this is, what, this is what's happening. Okay. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. It's unfortunate. I, I remember liking Lord of the Rings so much that, like, when I went to go see the the third movie with my friends, I was like... This is it. Now we have to live in a world where oh, there's yeah. no <laughs> yeah. Lord of the Rings. Like this is like a, a big a big deal. Yeah. And then uh, the Hobbit was announced. I was like, oh, okay, but I wonder if this will be good. Yeah. And I didn't go see it in theaters. And I had heard some talk that it was like, yeah, yeah. Not, not a great, <laughs> not a great start. But maybe the the other uh, fourteen movies in this Hobbit series. Will yeah. Be good, right. But yeah. No, no I, I guess not. So there's uh, only one other thing I wanted to mention because I did see it in theaters and I saw. It t- basically twice uh, I went to see it in um, like regular showing and then I went back because this was the f- one of the first films or the first film that was released in the high frame rate um, it's they call oh, it H- yeah. I think it's HFR HF high frame rate yeah HFR uh, so it's like it was shot at 48 frames per second instead of oh, the normal 24 frames per second that a normal movie is and uh, James Cameron is pushing for this for the Avatar movies to like go up to like 60, which 60 is like a typical phone or, or camcorder um, look. It has like more of a video quality. And mm-hmm. so I was excited about this. It was in 3D. It was in, which is supposed to be like the more frames for 3D, it's supposed to be more, more lifelike. And I was like, okay, this is cool. It's an experiment. I'm, I'm pumped for that. Um, I like experiments uh, with film and like trying new things. And I watched like literally like 10 minutes of it and walked out uh, because... <laughs> One of the very first shots is, like, this really cool shot of it, just, like, a, a really simple thing of it, uh, the camera, like, panning up through the grass up to um, Hobbiton and going up to, like, Bilbo's door and his mailbox, and it says, like, uh, bag guns on it or whatever. And it looked so realistic um, with the 48 frames per second and the 3D that I could tell that they just made that in shop and painted it and they made it look like it had been there for 40 years and had been weathered, but I could tell that they just, like, sponge-painted weathering on it. Like, it was so detailed and so realistic and clear that I was like, this looks absolutely like a, a movie set. Like, it looks yeah, like a play like a set, even. Like, yeah, like a yeah. prop. The entire thing. 
And I was like, the thing is, I knew that they actually built this fucking shit. This stuff exists. This is really a hill. This is really a door. This is really a mailbox. And it looks like crap because it was so good. It was like worse than most CGI I've seen. It was bizarre. You stood up in the middle of the theater. <laughs> <started> screaming. <laughs> it's all a lie. It's all a lie. It was really This weird. documentary isn't real. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, you need to leave. This is the third time this month. Oh. Uh, so yeah, I really I was like, damn it. Like that was a cool experiment, that a cool idea. And I was like, everything is gonna stand out in this movie. I will I will see everything for what it is, which is a prop. And the Lord of the Rings movies, all of those were so good about, you know, doing really, really good uh, effects, pr- practical effects in CGI. And this is just like, ooh, it was like too much. Yeah. Um, the the frame rate thing is something I, I don't really think about too often. Mm-hmm. But um, we got a, a new TV a couple of Christmases ago. And when I was setting it up, I just kind of, you know, plugged in whatever goes into it and whatnot and set it up. And it was trying to, you know, watch TV on it, just make sure it was working right. But everything looked weird. Everything looked like a soap opera. Yes. You know? I had to go in there and actually, like, adjust the settings to... It was, like, a predictive frame rate or something like that. And I don't know why that's defaulted on, because Uh. I don't know anybody who watches TV (laughs) like that is so... Old people do. ...off-putting. Oh, yes. Yeah. And it... it, (laughs) Well, um, when... uh, we used to go over to some of our, our friends' house. Their TV was set up like that, and it always threw me off. Yeah. And it was it was like, please adjust this because I cannot. <laughs> watching a movie over here is a fucking nightmare. It's distracting as what, fuck. Oh my god, it looks so weird. Yeah. Um, is that what the the H the HFR it's, looks it, like? So basically, but um, it's worse on the TV that you're mentioning. So what he did is usually films are in 24 frames, and he went to 48, but he actually filmed 48 frames. So a lot more data is actually there uh, for that okay. detail. What they're doing is taking 24 frames and multiplying it by an algorithm to get 60 frames. Uh, but essentially the same idea. Um, you can mm-hmm. there's there's some math in that works out basically. But um, but imagine they double it to 48. But they didn't have that actual data, so they just have a computer figure out if there's 24 frames, what would go in between those to make 48. So they literally like create a digital image in between two frames. And then expand it all out. And so it just looks like otherworldly. It's so like a soap opera. It's so weird. <laughs> it fucking drives me yeah. insane. It's gross. Yeah. It's gross is what it is. <laughs> it's, it's an so abomination. Gross. It's so gross. That's a great word for it. Uh, and I say old people, uh, but my, my in-laws and my dad uh, both have it on their TVs generally. And I always take it off. Oh, my God. My dad prefers it. I've never really talked to my in-laws about it. Ooh. My dad, oh my though. God. So when Danny and I go to watch movies at my parents' house, like if we're in town... I like to watch movies with people, so I try to, like, let's do something big. Let's watch Jurassic Park, whatever. And he and I will veto and be like, we're going to turn this off. We will turn it back on for you. (laughs) But we literally cannot watch this TV if it's like this way. Like, it is so distracting. So I'm going to turn it off now. And my dad is always like, I like it. Like, I think to him, he's like. (laughs) (laughs) No, I like it. it. For one thing, I I wonder, though, like, eyesight going bad eventually or whatever and stuff. Like, it, it looks clearer. And so maybe, like, at a certain point, it would look just clear to them. Like, it looks a bit better. But to us, it's like, ooh, this looks, like, off-putting. You know, it looks too clear uh, for what it's supposed to be. There's no uh, film quality to it. There's, there's supposed to be, like, a cinema quality. That's why 24 frames is what it is. It's too few, mm-hmm. actually, probably for what we really need. Like, 30 is probably more accurate for what would be best for, like, visual effects and stuff. But 24 is what has historically been there for cinema. And 
Yeah. It, it has a certain, like, jittery quality to it, like when you're panning across a scene and things aren't, bl- are, they're blurry and they're not really easy to see. Like, yeah. that, that's what film looks like. Uh, if, you, if you do 60 frames, if you shoot it that way, it'll all be clear. But then you're like, when do you ever scro- scroll through if you, like, tilt your head and, like, look sideways? If you think about it, like, everything's a blur until you stop again. That's how your eyes work. So it fits mm-hmm. better. It feels more natural, even though it's, like, fewer than our eyes actually even see, you know? Like, yeah. obviously, our eyes can see the, the 24 and the 60 and, and everything. You know, it's different. But, uh, but yeah, it's just a, a big hit and a miss, so. <laughs> Have you ever gone into a bathroom and smelled, like, a strong orange or <laughs> um, fruit scent in there? And you're like, ugh. This. What, why is this here? Why is this here? It's because that's what robots think those fruits <laughs> smell like. Like, like if you can like that's awesome. Separate your yourself uh, from from that bathroom smell and just like this is orange because I know it's orange because they tell us it's orange. Yes. But if you like actually picture in your head like it, you smelling an actual orange, it doesn't smell yeah. like that spray <laughs> smells like you know. So I wonder if that's like what robots think movies look like. Yeah. You know, where there's like. Here is your movie film for, for watching enjoyment. Please enjoy. That's, uh, I like this theory. I like this a lot. I think that makes yeah. total sense. And that's a good analogy for it, too. <laughs> right. You know, like that fake smell of oranges? It's like that. That's how good it yeah. is. <laughs> it's like orange smell, but made by robots, but also mixed with human shit. It's like, it's like that. That's, that's what it is. I think we can throw in the human shit that really encapsul- encapsulates all of what we feel about this uh, this <laughs> right. new movement of film. Yeah. <laughs> I apologize to the listeners if you are eating while listening to this podcast, <laughs> Brandy or Amanda. Yeah. Um, so um, the uh, the the next thing on my my list is also a series, but it's a TV series. Cool. So this is finally where we we separate a little bit. There you go. So mine is a a Netflix uh, series called Luke Cage, uh, which I was so deeply let down by because Luke Cage is in my top five favorite superheroes. Yeah. Um, and so much so that I named my my oldest dog, uh, my oldest dog boy, uh, Cage. <laughs> His his full legal name is Luke Cage Hibbert, and Brandy and I were just talking like this is one of the only dogs I know that actually goes by their middle, middle name, name. Yeah, which is weird. That's funny. So he's such a good but, boy. Uh, he is. He's a he's a great boy. Yeah. Uh, and um, so I have been super pumped for for the Netflix show. First we got Daredevil. Um, Season one, then we got Jessica Jones. Season one, then we got Daredevil. Season two, then Luke Cage. I like those first three series uh, tremendously. Yeah. They were fucking awesome. Um, and I loved how Luke Cage was presented in Jessica Jones. So I was like, fuck yes, this Netflix show of his own is going to be fucking awesome. Yeah. And there were parts of it that I liked, but there, there's more of it that I'm so disappointed by. Um, there's... Uh, the soundtrack, which by itself is awesome, but the way it's placed inside the series, it seems like they had somebody make a uh, <clears throat> excuse me, they had somebody make a soundtrack, and then they were like, "And this music goes here." It doesn't really, mm. in, the, in the way a score kind of helps um, set the tone for for a scene. Yeah. There are actions that are are done in a series or in the series that. The, the score kind of cripples it or make it huh. or makes it awkward. It's that's unfortunate. I, 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 yeah, it's it's weird yeah. too because it's like a uh, like a, a hip hop ish type of mm-hmm. um, score, but it's not like 
overly it's not like gangster rap or anything like that yeah. it's more like um it's kind of a mixture between hip-hop and jazz in a way which i like but yeah just, just the way it's used in the the series is is off-putting yeah. to me um there are uh characters in the show that i really like but they're not in the show for very long for uh for spoiler reasons i won't i won't mm. get into that but um and Luke Cage, I like. It's, it's one of those situations, kind of like the, the Wonder Woman movie, where uh, Mike Coulter as Luke Cage is not the problem with this show. Yeah. I like him quite a bit. But for for a guy with unbreakable skin, and that's his that's his deal, that's his power, uh, that and being super strong, um, he does get his ass handed to him pretty regularly, yeah. and he does have his his skin penetrated in the first season. Like He's penetrated? Uh, uh, yep. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. Because of this S5, <laughs> I didn't catch that myself, uh, as I said it. But uh, I'm glad you, you double dipped on that one. Uh, he double dipped? But... <laughs> what? God damn it, I'm missing all of this stuff. So, uh, yeah, he gets fucked in the ass, and uh, no, no, he does not. That was your um, turn, and I spit on my beer again, yeah, damn it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just w- I went way too hard on it. Um but no, he uh, he has some like body injuries, which shouldn't happen uh, to him, but it does. And there's a, a story for it, which kind of makes sense. But it seems like it's something that would be in a, a season two mm. or, or something like that. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know. The, the, the series itself is just it, it seems like it's too long as well. Like they were trying to pad it with certain things. Um, there's a uh, <laughs> it's 13 episodes long. It could have done like maybe eight or ten episodes yeah. it would have been better i don't think it would have solved all of its problems but it would have been more more of a tight story yeah. um and there's a a villain in this series that i like quite a bit um who again does not stick around uh for half the series yeah <laughs> um and is re- replaced with a a different character who is supposed to be the the next badass in line mm. but i don't feel that that character naturally gets there as a character, like a, as a natural progression. Yeah. Um, and it fucking drives me nuts. Um, and I was talking to, to somebody about this show and, uh, I said, yeah, you know, this, the show, it, it just didn't sit with me for, for whatever reason. And, uh, it was a white person I was talking to and they were like, yeah, uh, it very much had a, uh, I'm black and I'm proud vibe. And I was like, whoa, that's <laughs> not what I meant. That's certainly not what I meant. Uh, and it, it, that that statement kind of threw me off because it doesn't seem like we're all black and we're great. It's like they've they've got the same flaws that people in in real life do that in you yeah. know Daredevil and Jessica Jones do. So um, I thought that was a weird <laughs> statement, but. Um, you're like, whoa, whoa, uh, there, whoa, there whoa. are, <laughs> yeah. There, I mean, that that's one thing that the show does do properly is like, um, you've got all types of different people with different flaws and everything uh, in the show, but I just wish there was um, a little bit more attention paid to character arcs, yeah, and getting them from point A to point B to point C for the end of that show, yeah. um, and also towards the end of the the series, there's a um, a villain who has a costume, which normally I'd be all for because I love Daredevil's costume uh-huh. in at the end of season one and, and beyond. But uh, this character looks straight <laughs> up like 
like a CW uh, <laughs> yeah, superhero, like, like villain character. Like it, it's so off-putting. It just doesn't make any sense why why this character <laughs> looks like it does. But I don't know. I hope season two uh, works a little bit better. Um, I don't. I can't recall if they changed showrunners or not. I know they've yeah. changed that on Daredevil season three and whatnot. But yeah. um, I liked Luke Cage showing up in The Defenders. So yeah. uh, I, I like that character. It's just the the show itself. Um, and even though the 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 series. Uh, or at least the first season has bothered me. I still bought the uh, the Mondo yeah I was wondering <laughs> uh, vinyl vinyl set uh-huh. that I've got here on my wall, and I put it in a frame because I just love the the artwork and oh, the, the general idea of of Luke Cage in general. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I fucking love that aspect of it. Yeah. Uh, well, so I was gonna ask if it, if you knew if the showrunner is changing because I, I assume I don't know if they greenlit a second season, but I assume it's just going yes, that way. They're they're, they're filming okay, it cool. as we speak. Oh, right on. Yeah, so I'd be intrigued to see. Uh, it's it's such a shame that it's like I I, I guess each show has their own showrunner, um, like mm-hmm. Daredevil and Jessica yeah. Jones and this, and all those. But uh, it's like they've they've hit the others out of the park, and it sucks whenever this happened. And then Iron Fist as well had such horrible reviews yeah. and stuff. And so uh, yeah, I hope they can course correct a little bit with that because they have so much talent already nearby, obviously, and uh, and the defenders and everything. So yeah, um, and and Luke Cage. Um... Actually, my whole list outside of Civil War Two, because most most comic <laughs> readers didn't care for that series. Yeah. But um, Slipknot Volume Three, Good Dinosaur, Luke Cage. These are all things that, for the most part, people seem to enjoy. Yeah. Um, and I maybe I'm I, I guess I'm just an outlier on some of these maybe. things, but I do have like legit reasons for me why I don't enjoy them. Yeah. You know. Um, but I mean, Luke Cage for a lot of people, like if you listen to, uh, Fat Man on Batman with uh-huh. Kevin Smith and Mark Bernardin, um, they, they couldn't stop blowing the show. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do know that, uh, that some people like it. And I, I hope that there's, you know, some, some, uh, African American out there that has seen the show and it's just blown their mind and yeah. they, they enjoy it. Um, and they definitely deserve to have their own, you know, superhero and all of that stuff. Um, but I just hope the show gets gets better from from here yeah. on out. Which fingers crossed it it will. Yeah. So well, I mean, obviously too, as like a huge fan of Nick Cage, um, you named your Luke Cage. That... How dare you? Wow. How dare you? Listen, uh, <laughs> I do that a lot more in my head than you know. <laughs> <laughs> but as a huge fan of Luke Cage, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So obviously, you'd want that to be better too. So yeah, that's uh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Be better, Marvel. Come on, guys. Come on. What are you doing? You've got Runaways on Hulu <laughs> and there's a dinosaur in it. <laughs> when does that come out, by the way? What? Uh, Runaways. Oh, it's out. Oh. It's on and popping. Yeah, we're on episode, uh, six or seven or something like that. Do they that? release them? Like, they don't release it all together like Netflix does? Is it like one no, episode? No, yeah, they, they pace them out. They release the first three dumb, episodes dumb. and then... They've uh, they're doing a one a week, but actually we like it. We like pacing it out that oh, way. Yeah? It, it's better for me because I don't have to like binge watch. <laughs> I don't have to like blow a whole weekend yeah. on on that. But uh, but yeah, so that's cool. Yeah, Runaways is good. Yeah. I want to check it out, but I I'm Dig we're it. definitely mostly transitioned into uh, full on binge watching now on things. So um, mm-hmm. sorry, I my nose is just trying to kill me today. This is the big one. <laughs> Uh, I apologize. Hold on to your butts. <laughs> it's so accurate for me <laughs> with my nose. <laughs> Sounds like toots. Um, yep. Cool. Well, uh... <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I, I think that was uh, all we had. 
Uh, <laughs> that was it. <laughs> for this one. That got me. Um, so, uh, uh, audience, we would like to ask you, uh, what have you been let down by? What are some... Uh, <laughs> you so you asked whoever whoever ended it the other person would go on with this but i hadn't fully read it so uh, i'm gonna read this from brett's podcast Brett's script oh yeah what have you been let down by besides this podcast uh let us know via email <laughs> twitter or instagram <laughs> i totally forgot i put that in there <laughs> that was good because i know that people if they would message us they'd be like your podcast sucks or whatever <laughs> It's like, okay, Canadian podcast. The other one, yeah, I would definitely do that. Uh, yeah, yeah, you guys. We get it. We get it. Yeah. Yeah, I understand. Thanks. All right. We, we got it. As it's scheduled right now, we don't have a show that we're going to record for next week. Yeah. So if you are listening uh, weekly, um, there will be no show next week, so uh, don't freak out. I'm sure you wouldn't, uh, <laughs> but know that uh, we don't have a show uh, for next week, and there's a reason for it. That's because... Uh, Stephen and I are going to be on the Roll to Play podcast, yeah. hopefully with our wives. Uh, I'm still working on my wife to, to make sure that she will be part of it. But um, we're going to be guests on his show. So if you have not uh, subscribed to uh, Roll to Play podcast, do so. And uh, we'll be on there, I think, uh, that following week or whatever. Yeah. So, And he, uh, Kit Blue, who runs the show, he normally splits the episodes into two. So that would be, be two weeks there. And then um, I'm going to talk to Kent to see if we can schedule him to be on our yeah, show awesome. uh, to to go over some stuff. Um, I'm not sure what we want to to get into. <laughs> I don't know if he wants to talk about the babysitter or not. <laughs> That's right, he's it was a, him. <laughs> he, he he loves that that movie. Yeah. You hate it, and I'm somewhere in between. So um, that might be a, a fun thing yeah. to get into. But uh, that would mean you would have to watch the. the That's whole what thing. I mean. I was so like, I, wait a second. That means <laughs> I have to watch it. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, maybe something so else. Maybe, maybe something else. Yeah, maybe we'll we'll come up with something else. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever he wants yeah, to talk cool, about, though. we can we can jump into. Um, but uh, yeah, otherwise, if you've got um, you know a suggestion, question, comment, dog picture, yes. or something specific you want us to discuss, contact us at uh, well on on Twitter and Instagram. And where would that be, Stephen? Uh, at LTASPod, L T A S Pod. Perfect. And then uh, be sure to email us at Let's Talk About Stuff Podcast at gmail.com. And if you would go ahead and rate and review us on iTunes or your favorite podcast provider it helps people find us and uh decide mm, not for me <laughs> i feel like i was a little let down by that and <laughs> yeah this this would be the show i know somebody's going to respond to this know, right? this episode title and be like uh your podcast you it's a you big guys. letdown yeah 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 you're the one it's always been you and a little bit i'd feel like okay i get it I get it. Right. <laughs> I appreciate your opinion. You're wrong, but I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> and Stephen, if people want to follow you on social media yes. of any sort, what platforms are they and where can they follow they you? They can follow me on Letterboxd and Twitter at, at StephenFisher22. And uh, I do want to throw in that I am also going to try to be better at putting stuff on Letterboxd this year. I got really out of it last year, maybe the year before that too. But uh, I'm going to try to at least keep on with what I'm watching and then uh, do reviews when I can on there. So, so please check me out on Letterboxd at Stephen Swisher, uh, St- Stephen Swisher, Stephen Fisher, 22. <laughs> this beer is good. It's your first day. <laughs> <laughs> and Brent, no, you normally, you normally do your, um, your letterbox reviews and essentially like tweets, yes. right? You, you character limit yourself. Well, yeah. So I've been confused by this too. Cause I usually do them. Yeah. For the 140 characters. And now that they've done, some people can do 280. I'm like, what the fuck's happening? But uh, I like it. just a little mini review, so you can just kind of pop in there. It's like usually one or two sentences long. And uh, I mm-hmm. stole that from a, an old friend of mine that was doing that, and I thought it was such a good idea. So 
Uh, I'll do those when I can. I, it was, it, I basically stopped because it got to be too, too much work uh, for the movies I was watching. I was like, I had like rules about it, like when I had to write the review like the next day and it had to be before I watched another movie and all this stuff and it was just too much. So mm-hmm. uh, I think what I'm going to do is like, uh, it keeps like a calendar of sorts and like where you've seen stuff. So I want to keep that going. But uh, I'll only write reviews maybe here and there. But uh, that'd be kind of fun. So hopefully get back into that this sure. year. Yeah. 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 Check them out. And that friend you were talking about, J.J. Abrams. Absolutely. So. That's right. Me and J.J., one and the same. A lot of people don't know you are a stormtrooper <laughs> in, uh, in the two most recent Star Wars movies. I got one of those coveted roles in the behind the scenes. You don't, you can't see my face, but I'm there. Just trust <laughs> me on that. I was there. He's stormtrooper STVN6969. <laughs> I got to choose it. It was cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then be sure to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Brent Hibbard. And I think that's going to do it for this episode. So this is one of our shorter episodes. I know. So uh, it, we kept it uh, short and tight. We're going to try to do that from now on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just going to leave that one alone. I'm not even going to mess with that one. I have lots of things running through my head, but yeah. I know, going. I know. All right, yeah. so uh, until next time, I'm Steven. I'm Brent. Let's talk later. Merry Christmas. It's, <laughs> it, still, it still says on the script. <laughs> Holy shit. I forgot to take that off there. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> Let's talk later. And then the sync word will be, oh, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that's good. All right. So, uh, and you have to do the inflection. <clears throat> oh, right. oh, of course I would. Okay, there we go. <laughs> All right, so, oh, man, on three. One, two, three. Oh, oh man. man. There we go. <laughs> that was a good one. I liked it. Yeah. Um, and, and we're not going to, to say explicitly who picked what. Yeah, yeah, cool. Uh, on the wheel until it comes yeah. up. So um, do you want to go like twice? We'll go twice and uh, or spend the wheel twice and see. See which ones it does. I want to pause right there. Uh, okay. For, I have to blow my nose, but uh, Jimmy, do you want me to okay. click it twice just to see what comes up, or we'll do two? No, I, yeah, I figured we'd do two rounds. Two rounds out of okay. it. Okay, cool. That's what I thought. Yeah, okay, yeah. let me go uh, yeah. uh, fart uh, really loud over here in the kitchen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, so I brought, and I want to tell you, you'll see me uh, bring this up. I keep sniffling, so I, I brought this towel to try to uh, muffle the sound because uh, I can't stop myself when I'm on the podcast. I just sniffle like crazy, so. Not okay. not the no. drugs. <laughs> no problem. I, I saw you pick up the towel earlier uh, when yeah. uh, when I was talking about uh, when I was doing the the uh, the fake sponsor mm. and you held it up to your face. It's like is he is he gonna throw up? <laughs> is this oh, a bad by fake the way, sponsor? I have a bucket over here, so if I if I spew into that a little bit, I'll try to cover the mic, man. <laughs> we can do that. Edit edit point da 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 da. I just kind of, you know, plugged in whatever goes into it and whatnot and set it up. And I was trying to, you know, watch TV on it, just make sure it was working right. But everything looked weird. Everything looked like a soap opera. Yes. You know? And, uh... Yeah, froze. (laughs) (laughs) I heard you, though. There's there's a delayed yes. God damn it, Ma. Let me have this dog boy. I don't know. Like, if I'm going to spend money on it, I'm definitely getting something funny. I'm with you. Is that right? Okay. <laughs> there was a long, a super long pause there. So <laughs> yeah. I didn't hear a lot of what you said, but I'll catch it on the on the listen back. Oh, I actually rhymed because I was like, oh, did it you? better be funny if you're going to pay the money or something like that. And you just like stopped okay. and like kind of squinted your eyes at me like, 
I don't know, Stephen. And I was like, is that not, <laughs> is that not true? Do you not agree with that? <laughs> that was funny. Wait. <laughs> Fantastic.